International. Welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, a podcast about grifters, con artists, liars, just all yeah. the worst people that we yeah. love reading about. Um, Gypsies, swindlers. Yeah, just anybody crooked. Vagabonds. A lot of, yeah. <laughs> Vagabonds, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Kind scammers. Of thing. Yeah, scammers. Uh, we should do a Joanne the Scammer hucksters. episode. What's that? Do you know who Joanne the Scammer is? I do not know who Joanne the Scammer is. You don't know who Joanne the Scammer is? I, I don't. She's like the like patron saint of our podcast. Oh, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I want to get into it because I feel like our listeners probably know who she is because she's yeah. a, she is famous. If you listen to this, you're into bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Jo- Joanne the Scammer is a uh, drag performer who her whole thing is scamming people. Yeah. Like that's like her like. Oh, is it? Is it a, did she like this homeboy with the goatee? And like. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Or homegirl with the goatee. <laughs> Home. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's a homie. I got my pronoun game down, but when the goatee comes into the mix, it <laughs> when, fucks everything up. <laughs> when there's pronounced facial hair that's like groomed a certain way, it can, yeah. it can get confusing. Yeah, I don't know quite where it's going or what, <laughs> what's actually happening. But yeah, she's wonderful. Um, uh, but yeah, so the reason I, I have not introduced us yet, I'm Kath Barbadoro. I'm here with Pat I'm Patrick Zeroyce. Pat Zeroyce, depending on how casual you want to get. <laughs> Do you do you go by Patrick like on stage and stuff? Uh, I usually do Pat on stage. Uh, Patrick at work, it just t- yeah. and, and not even on purpose. Just when I start somewhere, I say I'm Patrick, you know. So it just it sticks. I do that too uh, with Catherine. Yeah. People at work call me Catherine instead of Kath. That would blow my mind. I it's, just, so you call you it's weird, but it also prevents if people are googling me, they yeah, don't think to yeah, shorten yeah. it. Yeah. So like if they're like trying to find out some dirt on me if yeah, they google yeah, yeah. cat they would immediately find yeah. shit <laughs> they'd be like oh she's an anti-capitalist who smokes yeah. weed and like we is talking shit about her job all day yeah, on twitter hours of several different types of media just documenting yeah. this. <laughs> of how unemployable i am yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so the reason i'm doing usually pat does this intro but i'm actually presenting a, a liar cheater and scammer today yeah she's she's the whole the whole fucking nine she really is so um yeah, so we're we're doing a little reverse. Usually, Pat reads one of these, yes. and uh, I comment, and and we're gonna change it up today. Yeah, it's our reverse dollop. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. our reverse dollop. I'm excited because this, like, I told you about this documentary I watched a few weeks ago. Yeah, and I have not stopped thinking about it. Yeah, it, like, it's it's captivating, and uh, I I stupidly like you told me like, hey, I want to do this, and then I was like, hey, so we're recording it this week. You got anything you want to talk about? You're like, yeah, the I'm thing like, I fucking bitch. mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> I had some dumb shit about speaker sales. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, hor- a horribly uninteresting idea. <laughs> and we had like three blocks up in the, in the thread text was this amazing fucking documentary you had shared with me. Yeah. So um, if anyone is interested at the end of this, most of this information comes from a documentary called Forbidden Lies. And that lies, it's S with a dollar sign. It absolutely yeah. is. That's how you know there's journalistic integrity, yeah. baby. Yeah. Um, it's called Forbidden Lies. It's on YouTube. It's in terrible resolution but you can you can get yeah the I, I got through it um 
yeah and then like i'm also lazy so most of the stuff i'm going to be reading uh comes from wikipedia that's what's up so um i like those guys yeah they do a great job they do a great job they're the sort if wikipedia went away like half of podcasts would go away yeah. <laughs> like there'd be no my favorite murder there'd yeah, be no yeah, dollop yeah. there'd nope. be no there might be last podcast on the left because they usually are better at research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 on top of that. Like, you can tell Marcus writes out the the full yeah. script. But yeah, I, I yeah. I A lot lost. of them would be fucking gone, including ours. Yeah. <laughs> I, the first one I did, I was like, I'm gonna write these full scripts out. It was just like, God <laughs> damn, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I changed it up a little bit, but yeah, it's mostly yeah, Wikipedia, yeah. just citing my sources. That's what's up. Um. So today we are talking about a woman known as Norma Cowrie. Norma Cowrie. Norma Cowrie. Norma Cowrie. K H O R I if you want to Google her. So Norma Cowrie is known as the author of a best-selling memoir called Forbidden Love. Get it? Documentary, Forbidden Lies. Uh, oh, yeah. Book, Forbidden Love. Forbidden Love. And she couldn't fit a dollar sign in there, and she was pretty pissed about yeah, it. Yeah, she was bummed. <laughs> but she was fitting those dollar signs in her wallet, because this book yeah. sold... Uh, I think something like a quarter million copies. Yeah, that's fucking it, mostly in Australia. She yeah. was like a bestseller in Australia. And which, you know, when you can get them to read, that's you know, g- g- kudos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're getting Australians yeah. to you know, yeah, come in from the surf. Yeah, <laughs> just because they're busy riding around in open top jeeps with fucking yeah, you know, drinking uh, Fosters. Yeah, with like uh, necklaces made out of alligator teeth. They don't have time to read. Yeah, if you have a necklace made out of alligator teeth, you don't read. Yeah, I feel. <laughs> like i'm confident yeah, yeah. in saying that i uh, i love how now i'm two for two last, last uh, episode i was talking about italians and now i'm on australians i just it's gonna be my my goal to have the weirdest <laughs> racial biases on this. oh you know you know australians don't read everyone knows that <laughs> so apparently they read her book so her book forbidden love is about the story of her best friend dahlia and dahlia's murder yeah. so the book it basically norma cowrie is telling this story it's from her perspective um she grew up in jordan she grew up in a a city in jordan called amman and the book is about the life of dahlia a young muslim woman in amman who falls in love with a catholic soldier named michael he's in the british army so dahlia is forced to keep the relationship a secret and rely on her friend norma the author to act as an intermediary so she's like setting up secret rendezvous for michael and, and dahlia that's, uh, I, that's a that's a hell of a response. I don't know anyone in my life who'd be like, "Hey, could you just don't you know dedicate about twenty hours a week to help me fuck somebody?" Yeah, <laughs> there's like, I, I feel like there's a limit to what I expect a wingman to do for yeah. me, and this is goes above and beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. But you know that that just goes Norma's to show just, what an amazing person Norma Cowrie is. Exactly. Yeah, she she's, she's selfless. Yeah, she's <laughs> just doing everything she can so her friend can get it in. Yeah. So. Uh, although the lovers are only able to be alone together on a handful of occasions and Dahlia's virginity remains intact. This is in the book. Apparently yeah, they made sure you, you knew you can't, you can't solve your heroes. You well, know? yeah. Cause I mean, if, if they had fucked, then she would have deserved to get murdered. Cause yeah. that's what happens. Spoiler alert. Her father becomes so enraged that she's dating uh, and dating a Christian, no less uh, that uh, he kills her. Um, and it's an, it's an honor killing, which the book 
goes through Great Lakes to establish the fact that this is a common practice in Jordan. Yeah, when you in the, the, the documentary when it opens up, uh, they they're talking about it like in epidemic terms. That, you know that, yeah. that, that this is you know like essentially one of the leading causes of death among women in Jordan. Right, that this yeah. is constantly happening. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I can't get a pack of smokes without seeing some chick get on her. Kids, yeah, you know? <laughs> and just yeah, like everybody's killing their daughters yeah, for yeah, yeah. for being slutty. And uh, she, you know, she talks about how Jordan is like this very backward culture where yeah. women have to be accompanied by men and they have to wear um, like hijabs and niqabs yeah, yeah, and burqas yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. And just like basically playing into sort of every stereotype about how the Muslim world deals with women. Yeah, it's like like an R-rated Aladdin, like almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's it's very it kind of makes sense what that this sort of gained a following this book because yeah. it also came out right around nine 11. Yep, yep. So people were very, let's just say, um, the, the idea that, uh, Muslim cultures were barbaric. The, the, our culture was ready to. Hear yeah, yeah, that, that we, we were waiting for somebody to step up and tell us. Yeah, that. exactly. I, I I remember Eddie Griffin came out with a special around that time, and in it he has this bit that at, yeah, it made me laugh at the fucking time. I remember watching it with my ex's family, who was like, uh, just they were essentially all of them were Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's how Texan they were. And like, <laughs> she, her brother, just mother, a, father. Was I'm imagining like the Simpsons couch, but it's all, yeah, just all Stone, Stone Colds. Cold. Yeah. So and your boy Peasy was wedged in there, and. We we were watching it and he was talking about how like uh, he was like basically man all we need to do is get uh, a redneck and get somebody from the hood and then you get an Asian dude to do the math and a Mexican guy to drive the truck and we'll go get all these fucking Arabs Aww. and everybody yeah and it was like a togetherness thing but yeah. against Arabs <laughs> and that's a I, moving yeah. like yeah. pro multiculturalist yeah, stance yeah, yeah. and then a very anti multiculturalist yeah. I have never stance. seen that family so happy about a black guy and the entire time I dated that girl which was five <laughs> years and uh, yeah that was the, the, the first time it made them really all light up you know Aww. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I, and like this shit hasn't really changed that much I feel like this book would probably still do well it would still, people yeah. love and it's it's one of the things too especially like if you can if you can demonstrate that a Muslim culture treats women badly that's a goldmine because like conservatives are going to be mad yep. because they like an excuse to be mad at Muslims and then they can get mad at liberals for being like I thought you were a feminist yeah, yeah, like yeah, why are you yeah. okay with this yeah um, so it's it's a perfect storm so yeah. everyone is very excited Norma I'm so excited that there's this yes. book that just confirms all my deepest hell exactly my shit beliefs <laughs> so Norma's doing like a lot of press for this like she's going on a lot of um, talk shows and everything particularly in australia yeah and she's just like she's very personable she so actually I, I skipped a part i should go back so the reason she's in australia is because when this book came out she claimed that as a result of her publishing this information she'd been forced to seek asylum and leave jordan yeah so she was basically like they're gonna kill me because i'm i'm brave enough to tell this story and and i'm Again, a hero and she's yeah. a great person she's an amazing person um, have, her, have her tell you sometime she'll tell like, yeah it's, so so she applies for asylum and uh ends up moving to australia 
and that is um it's arranged the the asylum is arranged by her publisher because so she's already pitched this book um the asylum's arranged by her publisher who knows this book is going to come out in australia so they're like cool you can go to australia what what we've learned in this podcast is that uh people who are about to publish a shit a bullshit book publishing (laughs) companies will go to such fucking lengths yeah to make sure that their their golden calf is good to go yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. like they don't they don't give a fuck because like we just want to do the first the first press sell them all and then like and then we'll figure out all the figure it out figure it out later but you get her out the fuck out of jordan like now yeah (laughs) so she gets she leaves jordan and um and she goes to australia and then she's doing all these talk shows and and everyone just like falls in love with her she's like this sweet sheltered jordanian woman she like it's sort of like implied that she's sort of on her own for the first time and and she's you know because she's lived in the society so she like doesn't know about men and she like yeah 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 she was so sheltered actually she didn't even pick up an accent while she was there that, yeah that was the remarkable yeah part. it's it's kind of amazing <laughs> listening to these interviews with her because she just sounds she sounds like she she's from the midwest perfect fucking english she, yeah, yeah. not only does she speak perfect english it's accented Accent like from, you're from yeah, chicago yeah, yeah exactly yeah and so she explains that by saying she went to an american school in jordan which makes no fucking sense staffed and ran all by americans all from the same part of the midwest yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but people are people are buying it for about a year a year or two people are buying it until people start getting suspicious and ironically the first people who start criticizing her are women in jordan yeah yeah uh feminists who take issue with the way that she's describing who are actually doing the real work right yeah 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 like these women who um like work for the Jordanian press and they, they basically are on the honor killings beat. Yeah. Like they're, that's like their soul. Yeah. The, the one woman they, they have in the documentary who's uh, a fucking badass Cause she just like has no qualms being like that bitch is lying. Oh, the, uh, the woman who has like kind of like a Jerry curl. Yeah. Well, she fucking rules. Yeah. What, what, what struck me about it is that like from uh, Norma's retelling of Jordan, that woman shouldn't be allowed to exist. She was very obviously a lesbian, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, or maybe not, I don't know, but she was like, she was very butch and she like, butch, played yeah. rugby yeah yeah it wasn't like like according to norma like she should have been fucking wiped out ages ago but like there she was like working in hand in hand with the government to stop honor killings and it's like just a completely different picture of what she painted in the book yeah it's it's that's sort of like the documentary is framed very interestingly where like that's sort of the first you hear the story about you hear norma's story i thought when you hit me with the documentary i I, they they do it pretty well because it pulls the rug out from under you i was just like oh shit this chick been through some shit like i think they just tell her story like you know uh, verbatim matter of factly yeah and then you cut to this woman in jordan and you see sort of some snapshots of her life and she's dressed in completely western clothes her head is not covered yeah she's working in an office yeah she she's a journalist yeah uh uh, she like goes and hangs out with her friends on like an intramural basketball league. Like she's just like yeah. a t- normal yeah, chill ch- lady. Checking out Indigo Girls concerts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the, the oldest ass lamest reference moment. <laughs> it's but it is like yeah. hey, it's in Jordan. They get their pop culture from us a little. Yeah, late. a few years late. I lived in Germany for some time, and they're like they're like ten years late. Don't even give a fuck about it. <laughs> <laughs> and and like you know, they're not saying that Jordan is a utopia for women. Like they're working to end this. This yeah, is a yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but there but the these are the people who start criticizing her first is, yeah. is people who've worked on this because they're like i would have heard this story yeah this exactly. is rare this is a rare enough thing that if this had happened in this city where i live yeah. at this time period i would know about it yeah and there are other things that are sort of small details that put together are enough to sort of cast out so like 
Norma's descriptions of geography in certain areas in Jordan are wrong. She gets like basic geography yeah. wrong. She says she incorrectly names the countries that border Jordan <laughs> in the book. <laughs> like she says insane things about yeah. like she says like Chad? Yeah, <laughs> like crazy. She basically says every every state in the Middle East borders it because she was just throwing shit at a yeah, wall. Like she yeah, says yeah. Kuwait borders it, yeah. which is like completely across the Saudi Peninsula. Like it's it's insane. Yeah, I get you. Like, and they publish this. They publish yeah. this. It's in the book. Crazy. Yeah, it, it, like it's it's uh, it, it, like you said, it's just like any any time you can paint a picture of any culture. Like it's like when you see like movies where it's like, oh, we're doing a scene in Africa, and like the dude has like a fucking cheetah on a chain, and they're just yeah. like you know. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they're feeding like fucking goat meat to aliens and shit like you know mm-hmm. well that was district nine but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they just paint this shit as like like an unlim- i mean that did take place in africa so it's yeah yeah it, yeah, is, yeah. it uh, is a factual chal- it's yeah. reporting very unfair stereotypes yeah, yeah. about south, south africa that it is Overrun populated by, by prawn-like <laughs> aliens that eat goats yeah uh, and don't even do it politely they tear no. those goats apart and people fuck them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you you'll like but you'll, you'll buy that like if i were to watch a movie and it was like you know Nairobi Kenya and it was like a fucking one bedroom shack and like a dude like with an AK and shit I'd be like that makes sense yeah but like Nairobi Kenya is like a very modernized city like sure. it's got its issues but we'll take people will take any story about a part of the world they have a problem with like yeah, yeah. or that they just have preconceived notions yeah, about yeah. it and if it fits in their stare in their viewpoint they're like oh, that, that checks out yeah it's it's credible to their emotions so it's real yeah totally yeah like China is just one big rice patty and everyone's wearing triangle hats and you know uh, everyone Wait, like lives <laughs> in the Great that Wall. It's yeah, you know, that kind of shit. I wonder what other people's things of America are like. That are I, I have. I always make it a point to ask this to people mm-hmm. if I if I have the opportunity. Uh, and I've I've heard some pretty funny stuff. One time, this German lady that lived uh, next door to me when I lived when I lived in a uh, clean. Uh, she was a GI wife. The husband was in Iraq, and she was just like had met all the neighborhood characters and was just partying yeah. and wilding out. And she would buy me and my friends beer. And so she was taking us to this is like you know in the fucking heat of the iraq war and uh she we were going to the fucking uh the shop or whatever to get beer and we were like so like you know i was like asked her, i was like what, what what's your take on like america and stuff and she was like america what i do not like the most about that is this just no one knows how to make good house music i was like that's all you got it's like, like that's, that's like, we, we currently just started a war in iraq and you're just like nah, but their the grasp of house is just yeah it's nine you know that's amazing yeah. and she was no like good per- house music yeah no good house music like, <laughs> it's like we, you live in Copper's Cove, Texas. Like we're not like we don't we're not raving in here. You know, it's like it, maybe I guess on a larger scale. I have no clue. I have no taste in that genre. But I know that um, uh, when when I was in India, I, I lived in India for a few months in college. Like I did a study abroad semester there, and um, their big American imports were. Um, or Western culture imports. They loved Titanic. They loved oh, Titanic. Yeah, yeah. I guess this that's was, like, that's a, that's a Bollywood kind of it, type It's movie. very yeah, Bollywood. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And this is like over 10 years after Titanic came out. Like yeah, they yeah. love Titanic. <laughs> they love Charlie Chaplin. Love Charlie Chaplin. Oh, shit. Um, and they, they really liked the image of like cowboys. Like that was like, yeah, if you're like, if, if you say America to someone or United States or whatever, they think of a cowboy. Yeah, yeah. That's a, uh, uh, I fucking yeah, that, that's very true. Especially when you tell people you're from Texas. Cause oh when yeah, I was in Germany from Texas like, oh howdy, yeah yeah. yeah. I, I was in Germany he was like, oh yeah, yeehaw. <laughs> I, one time I fucking I was at the uh, 
just a, a fun little positive story about inter- nations interacting. I was at a German <laughs> swimming pool called the Schwimmbad, and I was going the down the yeah, it's like, yeah, they are light years ahead of us in swimming pool technology. It's ridiculous. It's so fun. <laughs> but we go down the fucking the slide, and uh, I like I come out and actually bump into this like uh, Turkish kid, and he was we bump into each other on the slide. I was like, oh shit, my bad. And he just goes, oh, America. Yeah, he goes, USA, Miami, cool, and throws up the fucking like. <laughs> Thumbs up, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, okay, USA, like, Miami, cool. Yeah, yeah, USA. perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he still has that viewpoint. Like, <laughs> I hope we haven't sullied that for him. I mean, yeah, it's it is different because like every other place in the world has our media exported to them. That's our chief export. Yeah, yeah. So like they they have a different idea of America. It's not like this their stereotypes are as ignorant as our stereotypes because their yeah. stereotypes are based on watching fr- all the, yeah, of Yeah, they're friends. washed in our culture. Like yeah. Yeah, like like we we just get like you know when you see like on Facebook it's like look at this weird Japanese game show and you do the yeah. research and it's like yeah no one watches that show. It's a fucking <laughs> it's on at 3 a.m. and like yeah. it's not like their culture. Like. Right. Anyway, back to Norma. Yes. So she says this, she incorrectly names the states that border Jordan. She references locations that did not exist during the time frame of her book. Like she's talking about how they went to this gym. That gym was not built until several years later. Uh, she, she just gets a lot of stuff wrong. She, she says that there are restrictions requiring women to wear a hijab and have a male escort when they travel outside the home. And that's not true at all. They go through that in the documentary where this woman that we were talking about, this journalist, just like, she's just driving around and like stopping women and like hey why aren't you wearing your head thing and they're just like because i don't don't fucking want to (laughs) yeah like because i don't wear one yeah like it was riddled with inconsistencies at one point they're just like hey where's your male escort they're like what are you talking about yeah what do you mean (laughs) at one point she insists that she saw a genie movie starring sinbad and that was what really blew me (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. exactly (laughs) i was right here i watched that sinbad genie movie (laughs) it surely isn't that i just confuse black guys yeah yeah. (laughs) um yeah, so basically this all this journalist is sort of investigating this. She's talking to she goes to the street where Dahlia was said to live. No one remembers an honor killing happening on that street. Uh she says that Dahlia's father was out on bail. Dahlia's father could not have remained out on bail pending his prosecution because murderers in Jordan are not given bail. Uh, got something right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like she says he was tried in a Sharia court and therefore given a light sentence because like Sharia is cool with honor killings, which is uh, first of all not true. Yeah. But also murderers aren't tried in Sharia court. They're tried in real court. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're tried in like a legal court. Um yeah, so all this begins to throw some suspicion on Norma and she starts being investigated by the Australian press. Uh, um, they, they're tough. They, cause they have access to some more records and shit she's living there. Yeah. And they discover some alarming information. Norma is not a poor single Jordanian woman fleeing an oppressive, oppressive government, but a married American woman <laughs> from Chicago with two kids. <laughs> Boom, two kids. And she was like actively pushing the, the virgin agenda. She was like, I'm yeah. A, yeah, I'm a virgin. And like, that's, oh man, that's like, like that's it. That's the kind of people that do that kind of shit. Yeah. It's crazy. So she she was she is ethnically jordanian she was born in jordan in 1970 but she moved to chicago when she was three (laughs) so hence the american accent hence not knowing anything Anything about about jordan Jordan. at one point she counted she goes how old were you when you were here when they go back to visit in the in the dock and she goes uh three four five six seven eight and nine ten I think she just got, adding. Yeah, yeah. She's like, you know how numbers are and and Three, B. A four. Yeah. Five, six. How many years will it, can I say to make it seem legit? Yeah. 
Um, she attended a Catholic school in South Chicago, and uh, in 1993, she married John Toliopoulos, the father of her two children. And this, this guy's featured pretty heavily oh, in the dog, and he's also a piece of shit. He <laughs> is quite a character. Yeah, you yeah. really, like, this, you all should watch this documentary, just if only for the weirdos. Yeah. He's this creepy ass greek dude yeah he's definitely mobbed up <laughs> he's extremely mobbed up if he's not mobbed up he definitely wants you to think he's mobbed yeah up. yeah yeah he, he's not le- he's not doing anything to dispel the idea that he may be connected to the greek mafia in chicago yeah and like he is always he's always for some reason like walking through a vineyard yeah. <laughs> like every time they interview him and yeah, he's, he's wearing a button-down shirt with the top three buttons unbuttoned yeah. and a necklace yeah, like yeah, always yeah, yeah that's just like it, it, he how much money must he have spent on, on uh, to constantly walk through vineyards you know you got to have at least seven or eight like so you're just yeah. always just hitting the loop you know yeah he's always doing something like just like it, it seems like vaguely european cultural he's like yes. walking through a vineyard or like you know like fucking uh like like i don't know eating like the, the he's eating the, like fine meal at one point yeah like, a good meal you are missing <laughs> like, just... he's so weird and yeah he just like when i think of him i think of like boot cut jeans and barefoot yeah like <laughs> just walking through a vineyard he's he so euro trash he would slay in west austin during oh, f1 fuck yeah. yeah yeah he would just be in the back of a pedicab like pedal you stupid fat fucking american <laughs> hey ladies i have ecstasy pills we party like, yes <laughs> he totally would give some people ecstasy at f1 he's yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so he's a piece of work. So that's her husband. Um, so anyway, this 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 all sort of starts to come out, and a documentary filmmaker gets wind of the story and approaches Norma with the opportunity to clear her name. So yeah. this documentary that we're talking about, the filmmaker initially went into it supporting Norma and was yeah. like, like, let's get to the bottom of yeah, this and yeah, let's yeah, show yeah, people yeah. that this really happened and that you, you know, you, you maybe change some details of your life but only to protect your identity yeah it's yeah. kind of what every time norma gets caught with this she just says like well i had to do it to protect I'm cha- myself yeah, change the details yeah uh, i didn't uh, want anyone to find out about my kids because then my kids could be threatened yeah and it's all it's all stuff where it's like in in crazy people are, are like old that the people with mental illness uh if some of them have enough of a grasp they know what to what to use what works like she's not so crazy where she could you know she could say oh well i'm worried about my kids and you're like well that's it, it, there's there's yeah. there's truth there there's like you're like well yeah that is true but like it's like they, they know how to the sociopath man they know how to game the yeah. fucking system like and just i don't know it's uh and by all accounts she's very charming yeah yeah and, like if i, if I and I, she's pretty and yeah. she like she i can see how she could stay just this side of implausibility and if you like her enough you would want to take yeah you'd feel because you'd be like well if i like her and she's lying that means i'm an idiot i'm not an idiot so she's not right. lying you know it's like that, that also if at any point in your life a documentary filmmaker takes an interest in you just cash out leave like that's yeah <laughs> yeah if there's one thing we've learned from yeah. like tickled yeah. and like the jinx and yeah. don't if a documentary filmmaker wants to clear your name and you know your name can't be cleared get a <laughs> get out yeah yeah just yeah just put the wall up man yeah <laughs> skip town yeah it's over at that point so Norma, this is what I wrote. Despite being completely full of shit, Norma agrees. (laughs) So they make this documentary together. So this documentary that we're talking about, Norma is a participant in and gives interviews to the documentarian. Yeah, and like very stylized little cuts. Like she was in on the whole process. Like they had those like, when they do the little segments or vignettes or whatever, it's like her smoking and blowing out the title. Like she was like in on the production. It wasn't just like we shot a few interviews. Like, no, she's like... Yeah, no, no, no. She was very involved. Yeah. Um, So... What happens is 
they they present all this evidence to her of like what the fuck you were lying you're you don't you weren't in jordan at the time that yeah. this was happening and and she's basically like well i was an american citizen i lived in america but i would go back and forth and so like she just kind of keeps like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh well you think this is a deal breaker but it's not a deal breaker like all this yeah. shit so she sticks to her story and she even takes the filmmakers up on a challenge to go to jordan with them yeah to go to the town where this supposedly happened yeah that that's where like obviously she's doing this for money but that's also where like the the crazy part comes in yeah. where it's like at this point this could actually ruin her shit and make her less money but she just is is so what the fuck do you her own delusion happen? yeah that she's like no no let's do it let's go like at, at one point when she's waiting on that like crucial piece of information from one of the uh like clerks about the the, the actual proof of a murder mm-hmm. and i was looking at her watch him as he like looked it up on the computer you know ultimately not finding it and i just, in my head i was like i think she's like i feel like she's looking at him kind of almost like do me a solid here bro yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i i, 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 I got out, that look in her eyes like she thought that when the guy would be like you know what i'm gonna lie and say i found it yeah 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 she's like come on yeah come like, on that's, dude that's you're the, in this now too yeah that's the look i saw in her eyes maybe i'm mistaken <laughs> yeah so i just can't like how stressful would that plane ride be yeah like i i don't know i was talking to somebody so uh i was at a storytelling show the other day um and this guy was telling a story about how he he got stopped at a border checkpoint because he had adderall and he said he had a prescription for it and they were like okay well you just have to drive we we have to drive you to uh the station and then you can call your doctor he knows he doesn't have a prescription for it but he then he just has to drive to the station with this guy flying to jordan takes like 11 hours yeah yeah. like that (laughs) that feeling of like okay we're just gonna clear your name it'll be easy and you know it's not gonna be easy and you have to play along like yeah i just feel like i would be vomiting that entire trip yeah yeah like terrifying oh man and but a pathological liar yeah, they're just yeah, cool with it yeah just not, fuck it let's roll <laughs> and at this point in all of her jet setting she, she at this point she's actually ponder kids are, i don't know if you're gonna get to that later with the, yeah i'm gonna oh, get okay, to okay, it. okay okay yeah so the like okay so whew. they go to jordan she's talking about she she goes with the documentary filmmakers to the alleged neighborhood where this happened she basically does exactly what you think she would do which is she's like what this was where my house was yeah, and those buildings why isn't it fresh new buildings no no no, no. <laughs> they're like old office buildings yeah. she's like this, what is going on yeah. this is crazy there was a yard this was all yard yeah and there was a big tree and her cousin who just like says yes to everything she says that yeah guy he's like uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. three yard. he doesn't know what's going on yeah yeah i don't think he cares he's like the most disinterested person in the whole documentary like, so she like and she makes this huge deal of like she hires a bodyguard to come to jordan with her like she's freaking out because she's like the jordanian government's going to kill me all this stuff and it's like no one cares that much about you chill out that's an ongoing theme is that the reason she's changing all the things is she she thinks that members of her own or not thinks at least uh uh, purports that uh members of her own family will kill her the government will kill her because she's exposing these honor killings like meanwhile the, the ladies they're actually fighting honor killings are unassassinated yeah, as fuck totally <laughs> unassassinated very unassassinated yeah. <laughs> alive and well yeah so um she's just doing all the shit and then like they're bringing her to all these places and at this point she has been alerted to the inconsistencies in her book yeah so she's just like they bring her to like the gym that wasn't there and she's like oh yeah this is where i said this happened like she's yeah. just sort of like oh like yeah it didn't happen here but i had to change it because yeah, yeah so it's like yeah. she had to change literally every detail in her book <laughs> 
which makes it not real but yeah. she's still sticking to her story that it really happened um so all this all this shit is going on when she gets found out uh she ends up moving back to america and leaving her kids with a neighbor yeah it, which it, is crazy yeah and it was supposed to be a small like well by her she said this would be like a week long she had him for like six months yeah and this poor woman this neighbor who like had sort of worked with norma because norma also like with this book was very like i'm gonna donate a portion to charity and all this yeah, stuff yeah. she never did yeah. obviously um and so this poor woman just has to take care of her kids and she's like yeah norma owes me like several thousand dollars i'll never see her again yeah yeah like just a con artist just a total fucking con artist so they go to jordan she's like giving them the runaround she keeps giving them names they go to check the name with the government the government's like no one by this name has been killed she gives them another name she keeps doing it yeah it's all bullshit she's giving him the runaround she has that one great meeting with the uh the, the one guy and uh he 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 knows what he knows who she is yeah and, he, and he's just like he's like does this deal yeah he looks at the name no that's not here but then he's like also like i i have to take this time to tell you you're full of shit yeah. he's like he's like you said that the, the the jordan river runs through this city it doesn't run through that city it's not even in that city it's just okay that's not what we're talking about that's not yeah. what we're talking about he's just completely derailing the, the interview he's like no 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 you you're he refused to stop saying it he's yeah. like you are basically full of shit like, and he's really good too because he was like yeah i like r- i did like my doctorate research on honor killings yeah like yeah, he was like yeah. very, he had like a lot of authority yeah. on it and was just like you are completely full of garbage yeah. and she's like okay thank you bye yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah and he just like won't like, even when they're shaking hands goodbye he's like the jordan river doesn't run through that <laughs> like he just won't yeah. let it like, yeah go. yeah and rightfully so he shouldn't let it go because like. he's they're furious they're like you're making our country look backward yeah. and it's not yeah um so anyway she comes back from jordan uh they have not found any evidence the one thing that they she got them she finally sort of conceded something and they found a short newspaper article yeah about about a woman who uh she said it have it ended up happening in a different town it was in near beard and not arman uh it was her cousin's friend not her friend the woman was pregnant um yeah. all this stuff she finds the the um this newspaper clipping and it turns out that like if this was the story that this was based on at the time that it happened she was already three quarters of the way done with the manuscript she she was already writing the book so like fuck off yeah i'm just gonna write this story and uh when i'm like 75 percent done i'm gonna grab a murder and just fit it in you know yeah so she's just changing every she's like oh no it took place in 2001 oh no it took place in this other town she's just trying to confuse everybody as much as possible so they're sort of like uh-huh okay yeah okay norma yeah. good good work yeah and you can see the here the 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 documentary filmmaker the lady just losing her fucking like her, the the veneer of like uh you know uh placating her her, her bullshit like oh okay well, let's go check it out she said that by the end she's like no like that's yeah like, like you, this, this is, doesn't make sense you said this now it's this like she just loop like completely loses her patience with her but it's clear from watching this that like norma is a skilled and constant liar yeah yeah like just she has an explanation for everything and it's it's she's always like playing the victim about it of like i don't know like it just i had to do this i had no choice like she's just very good at that yeah um it's very creepy very creepy yeah yeah because it, it, it makes you like doubt like interactions you have in your regular life You're right like, shit man like, like you know that's odd it's extremely creepy so she comes back from jordan there's no evidence um at this point in the documentary 
they start going further back into her past in America yeah. because she, before all this stuff, come, they're basically like, okay, this person is severely mentally ill and has probably done some other shit yeah. besides writing this book. So they find out that the reason that she requested quote unquote asylum to move was because she was being investigated for like elder abuse and fraud yeah. in Chicago. So her like, Oh no, the Jordanian government's coming after me. I need to move to Australia. was actually her just out running the feds yeah <laughs> and she um basically had this elderly neighbor yeah. who had dementia and she convinced this elderly neighbor to sign over all of her assets to her and it was just this like real crazy story um she blames her creepy greek husband for yeah. doing it he's like, she had, he had a gun to my head forcing me to sign over these bonds and he's like yeah he, he called me he was just like you fucking bitch like just yeah. yelling at her and shit like and then she brings her daughter into it my daughter still remembers it like she still remembers it it's like yeah. well don't leave her out of this yeah it's so it's this crazy story of like her husband and her husband's mom are like they are like real bad people real gangsters and they were like norma you have to this yeah, woman likes yeah. you you have to take all her money yeah it's crazy bullshit also it's really sad because she's estranged from her husband this weird greek weirdo and he seems completely in denial about it yeah, and he's yeah like, he looks, norma come back i made you this fancy meal and yeah, she's just like i haven't talked to him in like three years yeah, yeah like, we talk every day on the phone <laughs> oh man yeah like you you kind of almost at, at first i kind of almost felt bad for the guy and then like then you, you completely not at first but yeah no, parts where you feel bad and like but then you're also like you're definitely a piece of you're shit also too. a scumbag yeah 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 so yeah I, he's like talking about the journalist in australia that that, that, that blew the whole thing up open he goes uh i did not threaten him i said if he uh, uh my harm comes to my kids because of his story i'll smack his face so hard it goes on the back of his head <laughs> so, <laughs> so you threatened <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and he's like like we said he's very into implying that he's mobbed up yeah. and like he threatened people um but yeah, so this poor woman that she basically fleeced and then they were investigating it. Was it like, like half it. a million? Was it like 500 Something like that, yeah. Because it, it was her house in Chicago, yeah. all her assets, like everything. A whole bunch of bombs. And this woman had children. Like this yeah. woman had people that this money would go to. And she convinced him, her to, or forged all this stuff to make it go to Norma. Um, and, and like there's, it's so insane. There's literally, I feel like this comes out of like a, a fake movie, but this really happened. They went to this woman's security box, like her, her lock box in a bank yeah. and it was empty. And there was a note in it that said like, I did it. I did it all. And it was signed by Norma, <laughs> like crazy. And then she's still like, no, he made me write that. He had a gun to my head. Yeah. It's like, why would you leave a note that said I did it all? Yeah, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> it's just insane. So she's basically just this like lifetime grifter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then the movie takes another weird turn where she claims that her father molested her, which was like the end of the movie. And it was very like, I, I feel like what it was, was her being like, well, they've caught me. Yeah. Maybe if I say this, yeah, if I victimize myself a little feel yeah. bad for me enough that they won't 
think I'm a monster. Yeah, and that was what I felt bad for. Uh, for too was the dad. Like they went yeah. and visited him. He seemed like a genuinely kind of nice guy, and he yeah. was just like he was like completely had made peace with the fact that she trashed him in the book and said that he was she felt threatened for his life, and she was like I did, and she even mentioned like, I did make him mean in the book. He's like oh she made me mean. And he's like yeah, and he seemed like a pretty nice guy. Like and he was somehow you noticed that he's like you know that she was smart from early on, and like he just seemed like a, a caring, attentive father. Yeah, I mean, and who knows? Maybe that really yeah, happened, yeah. but like I just feel like this woman. Nothing she has said has been true. Yeah, after a certain point, it's it's like you know you're like you've lost you've lost all your uh, you know points that you're gonna get. Yeah, being honest, it's yeah. everything about her. Her name is fake. Her first name is Norma. Her last name is not Cowrie. That's a pen name. Her name is fake. Her what, what entire did her real last name is. Well, it's, like it's something really long. Let me see if I can find it. It's oh, I did because it, it ends with Taliopoulos. Yeah, like, I saw where they where they showed some document that she had signed and it had her name. Yeah, it was a. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Because it's funny. Dead air. <laughs> I think I got it. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. So her real name is Norma Begane Taliopoulos. <laughs> that is her real name. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she just like, she lived in Jordan when she was... Yeah. Three, and then moved and then she did go back uh while she was writing the book yeah it's like that's the only sort of documented trip that she took back to jordan what, like what do you th- like I, I mean obviously the, there's a payday but there's like other ways to make money like what i i kind of wonder what was the incident that spurred her to be like oh i'm gonna write this fake book about honor killings and shit like i think it is like the need to be seen as like a hero like it's like it's lying on such a grand scale it's not for money it's also to be like wow look at this brave wonderful person and and like in her defense of herself she's basically like she doesn't admit that it's fake but she does she admits she took a lot of license and she's sort of like why does it matter what happened in this story when this is happening all the time yeah like she really leans on that heavily is like this is a real problem my like whether my story is true or not kind of doesn't matter this is actually happening and people are ignoring that it's happening yeah which is like Mm, but it matters like yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. definitely matters yeah. when, when, <laughs> like, when, you, when you're when you're profiting and and you if you love this cause so much and you're making money off of it what's to stop you from taking all your money and going and helping with that which she doesn't do she I mean, doesn't do it all she yeah. says like it, there's stuff in the book about like a court a portion of the proceeds of this book will be donated to this they've never heard of her they go to that charity yeah, they're like yeah, she doesn't yeah. give them any money uh yeah it's it's but it's I think people really get off sometimes on like being the face of something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's, it's a, a the delusions of grandeur, you know, like in, in, greed and then also just like you know ego and it's a uh, convergence of those two things i think it's like it's almost like a form of like munchausen's yeah like because it's she's not she's she's presenting herself as a hero but she's also presenting herself as this very tragic victim yeah. and it's like that sort of thing that munchausen's patients get where it's like wow look at you persevering in the face of all of this yeah like, yeah yeah that like we we you deserve sort of our admiration and our pity. Yeah. And 
it's so fucked up yeah it, it, yeah, the, yeah the extent of like it because at the end of the day it's it she doesn't do anything to help the cause she doesn't Mm-mm. she uh through the film the documentary i'm sure researching the book or well researching she came across many practical outlets to help this problem yeah and her but instead it was just jump to let me write this fake ass book pocket all the dough so it's your your, your heart wasn't there in the first fucking place you're just uh, a, a bad person yeah i mean it's it's just so I, I I really feel for the journalists in Jordan who are like, we've devoted our fucking lives yeah, to trying yeah. to end this. Like this is a thing and you're completely blowing it out of proportion. And also like, it's also this sort of colonialist thing where it's like, we want to deal with this in Jordan. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. want fucking like, Western countries to come in and tell us how we need to deal with yeah, this problem. We want to deal with it within our own culture. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to get dealt with. People are just yep. going to be like, "Fuck the West," and then murder people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They're, they're trying to do it the right way. So, like, and that has such like a far-reaching scale too with like what she's doing. Like, it's not like she's just saying like, "We're currently in," uh, you know, not necessarily. Well, I guess we are at war, but basically, there's people who could get radicalized by that idea very easily yeah, whether yeah, yeah. it be in reaction in response to her idea by saying like oh this westerners talking shit about the middle east and now i'm i'm now i've become radicalized or some fucking crazy redneck who's just like you you know you heard about this what these arabs are doing and now they're violent right. and, and now they, they're right. gonna kill some sikh dude in yeah, the midwest because yeah, yeah. they see a turban and they're dumb and they yeah. think it ugh. it's it's right yeah when you when you start sorry this think, episode is just like sad yeah, 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 right? <laughs> like, cry cheat and steal guys <laughs> cry cheat and steal yeah no it's it's, it's a shame well i mean it's honestly it's a happy ending because this sad story forbidden love didn't fucking happen it did, yeah take so that's solace good. knowing that it didn't happen yet <laughs> and the fucking like the, the the beats that the story follows it's like almost like twilighty and it's it's just like yeah love this young romance and and then of course the the romance it's uh she couldn't fall in love with, with, with a muslim man because fuck that yeah it's like she fell in love with a christian man so right. you know, like so now you're the western world reading it and like resonating with that like oh we're christian right like he like, could have saved her yeah 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 you could have she could have led a civilized life <laughs> exactly with a catholic named michael you know yeah 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 it worked well for diane keaton you seen the godfather she did that too <laughs> a good catholic man you're anti-italian racism coming yeah. out again <laughs> yeah right always yeah, i'm man. tired of my people being slandered <laughs> under the mighty the mighty foot of the french canadians <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh, i think i think we've covered everything yeah that, that that's that forbidden uh, lies on youtube if this story sounds interesting to you you gotta watch her in action she's a fucking crazy yeah person. a big part of it is just something that can't even come into play here is just watching like i think we've all come into contact with a person like that in our lives oh yeah, yeah i mean i know we certainly have like here like in the comedy scene and shit but like i did actually recently obviously not to the scale but i did find out that this this person that i was a fairly close friend of a few years ago was lying about a bunch of shit. Yeah. I, I like just found out about this. Like she, she, I don't want to get into specifics, but yeah. like her, she said she had this qualification for her job that she does not have. Uh, and like all this crazy shit. It's, yeah. it's, and it's like, yeah, I totally believed her yeah, because yeah. why wouldn't you? Why would it? Yeah. And, and you, uh, and so like, we've all met somebody like this, but if you want to see, like, if you've ever wondered like what this person, like sometimes you want to apply pressure to people and be like, it's not my job. Like I, I know this person's full of shit, but right. who am I to be? There's different levels of of harm that you can do by being full of shit. And like, I definitely know people who are fibbers and and tall, but they're like, 
they're fun yeah it's exactly fine. yeah who cares but if you've ever wanted to see one of those like hard at hardcore liars just fucking squirm watch this because they really do it was just squirm but they put her on the, they put her on the point mm. they don't they don't let shit slide and you see like the the, the sanity kind of start to unravel like yeah she's like fuck and I've you never- become less you you they erode her credibility in such a way that like you're just sitting there and you know she's squirming even if she's acting yeah. cool. Like you know what's going on. Yeah, inside. yeah, yeah. It's a, you get to see somebody unravel. It's pretty cool. It's satisfying yeah. if you're mad at a liar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> watch, yeah, watch this and, and, and get that revenge you'll never get in real life. So. All right. Well, that was what's up, man. Thank you for uh, for bringing that to the table. Yeah. Today. Thanks for listening, everybody. I get to do this part too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Check out all of the wonderful podcasts on Body Tape, Body our tape. podcast network. They're all super funny and great um yeah follow us on social medias and uh i think that's everything right did i do a good job yeah yeah you did a great job thanks hell yeah hell yeah that was that's what's up all Uh, right thanks guys bye bye International.